0: The following podcast was produced from a show which originally aired in 1989. Hi, I'm Marian McPartland. My guest today is Michel Camilo, and he's one of the brightest and most exciting pianists on the scene today. His whirlwind approach to his music technical brilliance and exciting latin rhythms make him a joy to hear he really is and he smiles up a storm too <laughs> how are you michelle
1: um, i'm great thanks <laughs> oh, that's good wow
0: why are you laughing it's all true quite right? an introduction my god <laughs> well it's i mean it's it's pr- pretty true i think i've been listening to you for quite a while and uh, every time i'm here, i hear you you know i'm amazed at uh Where'd you get those chops?
1: (laughs) Well, you know.
0: World-class chops. (laughs) World-class chops, they say? Oh, my God.
1: No, well, you know, I studied classical piano for a long time uh, down in my country, in Santo Domingo, in Dominican Republic. And um, I, I was a classical pianist for a long time, and then I decided, Is that how
0: you started? I mean, you started a classical piano, and you didn't play any jazz as a no, kid?
1: No, not really. I didn't play... I heard my, my uncle play some boogie-woogie sometimes, but in reality, I didn't know what jazz was about until I heard Art Tatum on the radio one day.
0: Boy, that must really have uh, given you a surprise. That was quite a surprise for sure, a shock. (laughs) And is that actually what got you listening to jazz, hearing Art Tatum?
1: That was it. Because, uh, you know, as a pianist, for me, to hear all this control and beauty and uh, absolute artistry uh, was quite a shock.
0: Well, tell me how you got started playing at all. I mean, were you like a child prodigy that started? Well,
1: they they used to call me a child prodigy, yeah, because I I started playing when I was four and a half uh, an accordion, which was the instrument that was in the house. And um, at five, I started writing my own tunes. Uh, In my family, there's a lot of musicians. There's a lot of composers also. Two generations. Does
0: actually. your father play an instrument?
1: They, they, he plays a little bit. He's the lesser one, actually, in the family. But I have nine uncles, and, and a lot of them play or sing or write music. You know, nine know
0: uncles. My God, you've got a band right there. <laughs> that's you right. Well, that, that's what happens.
1: <laughs> Every time the family will get together, that's what will happen. The whole orchestra will come together. My family, at some point, said, you know, you can be a musician, but, but you can be a musician by hobby. Not by profession. Yeah, right. And uh, what I was doing, I was studying at the National Conservatory. My teacher, my composition teacher there, um, saw that I was going into the university to study medicine. And I actually went and I left the piano for two years on on family's pressure. Yeah. (gasps) And then he he said, no, I'm going to keep you tied to music. And then he offered me a post in the National Symphony when I was 16. And uh, he said, you never learn to play percussion, but uh, you learn on a job. But I want you there. The piano is a percussion instrument anyway. So he flew me into the National Symphony Orchestra.
0: Boy, that's interesting, because he probably really saved you from a career that you might not have wanted to be in. Because, I mean, unless you really want to be a doctor.
1: No, no. And you wanted to be
0: a musician. uh, Yes.
1: Obviously. And then two years after, I went back into the conservatory and finished all my career and. uh, and thanks to him, I'm still here <laughs> doing That's music.
0: Wonderful. And then you came over here and you went to
1: Juilliard. That's right. I I came here. I wanted to keep on studying and studied at Juilliard and uh, studied at Mannes College as well. And uh, and then after that, I studied, like I say, at, in the clubs, in the real life. Went to the jam sessions and tried, tried to make my way in there.
0: And well, How about you? How about one from... from um the album, I think it's the new one. It's called Michelle Camilo. Michelle
1: Camilo, yeah, um, yeah. This is a ballad, uh, and I love writing ballads. You know, I I love to write all these chord changes and
0: oh, I know because you have time yeah. to to let them go by nice and easy, you know. And everybody can. This is what I liked about your ballad playing. You get seem as if you kind of linger over right. every chord, so that. That's that's right. You really get to hear it.
1: It's almost like a meditation. It's it's inter- very introspective.
0: That's true. Well, what's this one called?
1: This is called nostalgia.
0: Okay. What an interesting piece. <laughs> and the ending with the, the. What did you do? You you held the chord right. and then you played over it. Right. It's I, a lovely effect. It's sort of like a blurring, like you think of a, a painting,
1: something yeah. where the
0: colors are all running into each other.
1: That's what it is. I, I try to picture a nostalgic feeling for it, and that's how I try to express it.
0: Well, you certainly certainly do, as a lot of emotion goes into that. Uh, now you have your own trio. Do you do all the arranging?
1: Yes, I, I do all the arranging and most of the composition as well. And, um, the way I arrange for my trio is like a mini orchestra. They have to be able to read, and at the same time they have to be able to feel free enough to improvise and, and create together with what's going on. What I do is I write the orchestration as far as the melody is concerned. But then once we are in, into the solo territory, it's free for all.
0: <laughs> each one on their own.
1: Yeah, each one on their own, and then open your ears and then just open your heart as well.
0: This whole afternoon has been so much fun and it's not over yet because you and I, Michelle, are going to, <laughs> we're going to cook up a... Cook <laughs> up a cup nice blues just to wind things up. Well, yes,
1: you never know. The good things are always surprised
0: I know, but I, I know but there have been so many good things today. Everything has been a been a real good feeling, and I.
1: Well, I'm glad I you mean, invited me because for me it's a deep honor.
0: Well, I was a, I was a little scared, you know. When, as I said earlier, the, those world class chops, you know, all that great technique, and I, I thought. He's gonna run me over. No, (laughs) (laughs) no, I wouldn't do that. I mean, you have. I, I just wish you fame and fortune and success, future successes, and all the success you've had so far. (laughs) Thanks. Hasn't gone to your head. It's great. No, no,
1: no, no. It's great. I think it's important. Why should you change? If you know, on the contrary, this is only the realization of a dream, really.
0: That's it. Well, now this is going to be a a brand new. This is going to be called Michelle and Marion's Adlib Blues. (laughs) And uh, um, you want to start
1: yourself, and now. All right, (laughs) all right. (laughs) See what happens.
0: Well, you know, surprise. (laughs) That's a total surprise, but a good one. To hear the full Piano Jazz broadcast, tune in to your NPR station or stream the program online at pianojazz.npr.org. Piano Jazz is a production of South Carolina Public Radio.